You're listening to Amina Amso Network Podcast. Kia ora and welcome to this week's episode. You know, Charles Jones said once, you're the same today that you are going to be in five years from now, except for two things, the people you, with whom you associate and the books you read. That's powerful, eh? You know that we have such a desire to be the best version of ourselves, to reach our potential, and that's why in this season of the show, I've decided to dedicate every episode to talking about how we can be the best version of ourselves and talk with people who've got something really profound to say. Some aha moments that you would think, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Hopefully it will help you on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. This season is, is inspired by Universal Leadership Coach uh, John Maxwell and his book, The 15 Laws of Personal Growth. Invaluable laws, in fact. And this book is amazing. And obviously, I'm talking about it in this season, 15 episodes, because there are 15 laws. And I highly recommend it for you. So you can actually purchase this book uh, through a link that I'll have in the description. And you can get it for a really good price on Amazon. You know, in the book, actually, John quotes Jim Rohn, and he says that we become the combined average of the five people we hang around the most. Rohn would say we could tell the quality of our health, attitude and income by looking at the people around us. He believes that we start to eat what they eat, talk what like they talk and eat and read what they read. Like think about what they think about and watch what they watch and actually dress like they dress. Now that's really powerful and scary at the same time. And I'm sure you're probably going and wondering, who have I been hanging out with over the last year? Who are the five people I've been hanging out with? Well, I'll leave you to think about that because that's a really powerful um, uh, thought that we're going to sort of uh, unpack this episode because my uh, guest today... She's 26 years old. She's a Timaru native and living in Auckland. She studies theology and she was illiterate before started reading the Bible. And that was three years ago. That's 23 years of age. And now she not only reads and writes, but she's studying theology and she wants to write books and have them published all around the world. Her name is Britt Kelly and she joins me now. Hi, Britt. Nice to see you. Hello, how are you? I'm super good. Welcome to the Mina I'm So Sure. Finally, we made it. Yeah, so good. Well, welcome. And um, I have been. I've given. I've given you a bit of a homework actually before we started the the show, and asked you a few questions. But when you were listening to the introduction um, that I just said, what? was going through your mind I I very much enjoyed the first quote <laughs> I was like thinking I was like oh she's so right aha wow that's so good <laughs> um so I quite enjoyed that and then um yeah um I can't actually remember <laughs> exactly what it was but I was like oh my gosh that's really profound 
Yeah. Um, and then about the five friends, like that's so something I've walked through. So I'm super excited about that. Now you were you did not read and write like three years ago, and now you are wanting you're reading and writing. You're studying theology, and it's so profound the transformation that you have had in, in just three years. Now tell our audience um, a really small brief about this this journey for you. Like how did you move from not being able to read and write to actually studying theology? And actually want to move on to, to doing great things. Right. Um, so when I was um, at high school and primary school, a lot of teachers were uh, quite concerned that the way I was learning, there was only a selective few of teachers, but just the good ones that kind of recognized that I was learning in quite a different way to other people. Um, now, this obviously gave me quite like a traumatized experience when it came to teachers because not all of them wanted to help me to understand and spend that extra time. Uh, so when I was in year 13, I'm at school, so I was 18, I got um, tested for uh, dyslexia and mm -hmm. um, other uh, learning disabilities and I had quite a complex learning disability and dyslexia. Um, and at an 18-year-old level, my, my um, verbal and um, reading comprehension was at a 12 years and 11 months level and my um, my writing was at a 13 year old level so I was already five years less than I was I should have been the average so I was in a lower percentile group mm. and because I was 18 it was kind of a little bit too late to um, to actually uh, pass NCA and things like that so I kind of just like adopted this doctrine that I was this super dumb girl. Mm. But as I kind of grew into myself um, through experience and all of that and uh, ended up going to Equipers College last year doing my first year um, in Christian ministry, mm. um, I actually realized, oh, my gosh, I'm not actually dumb, the, just the way that I understand and learn things is very different so when I started reading the bible um, a few years ago I actually held a real fear um, for not being able to able to read it I, I felt really shameful that I couldn't read like really well and I'd have to read things kind of like three times to comprehend or understand or even remember mm -hmm. um, and yeah God completely delivered me from that um, from that space and I was able to read like so well after that which is great and I mean I do still um get ahead and maybe like read a word that's after the next word first so like my mm. eyes kind of skip mm. but um I've learned to kind of control it and just go back and just reread it so that's been my journey it's been really great and so I love to write and mm. yeah I do lots of journaling and reflection so yeah well, that's um, very profound, actually. And the people who are like sort of listening might be thinking, "Gosh, maybe I'm in the same age, like the same age, maybe the same uh, path and journey." And it sounds like that you've had such a massive growth personally over the last three years compared to the rest of your life. And what do you um, um, attribute? this growth too, mainly? What do you think really helped you grow? Mm. Um, 
I definitely, um, I definitely, because I became a Christian, I definitely focus it around around God and what He mm. can do for for us as uh, children on this earth that just want to be better. Um, so that was my motivation. But I always also just a, I held a conviction um, in my heart that I just wanted to be a better human being. Mm. Um, I wanted to achieve more than um, the average. Um, that had been spoken over me and I wanted to be extraordinary Mm -hmm. instead of just average so that was a huge um, motivation for me and um, I think nobody wants to kind of sit in their room all day and kind of wonder is this what my life is going to be so that was also Mm -hmm. a huge revelation for me in that space as well. Because the the people that you hang out with make who you are actually and as you were listening to the quote that I had by Jim Rohn um, from the book, The 15 Laws, Invaluable Laws of Personal Growth by John Maxwell. So Jim Rohn said that we become the combined average of the five people we hang out around the most. We talk like they talk, eat like they eat, drink like they drink, and um, dress like they dress. What does that resonate with you when you listen to that? Yeah, I mean, I've had a real experience with this over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing is uh, I do I do tend to agree. I mean, um, we're all around people or our friends that we love, and so that those are ultimately the people that are shaping us. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can think of one person off the top of my head, like I've got a great friend um, down south, and um, she's very she's taught me to. Um, to stick up for myself and not kind of let, let people walk all over me and things mm. like that. Um, and then I've had friends that have um, been really um, in the midst of like a real gossipy, toxic kind of circle. And so I had to step away from that because every time mm. I was around them, I didn't feel like it was filling my my cup. I didn't feel good when I was leaving mm. and I didn't want to be around um that kind of environment because I didn't want it to rub off on me. So I think um, it's a, it's definitely a a huge, a huge um, growth point that I've had to go through and almost like a sifting, like I almost imagine you know, those um, when you're sifting flour um, to make sure it's really fine. I mean, that's what ultimately happens to us. We get Mm -hmm. refined through, through sifting out certain things in our world. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, the bit about the dressing part, like it affects the way you dress. Like I, I have to agree in a way as well, because, um, I used to be around a lot of people that used to sit around in their, in their trackies and their hoodies and their pajamas and all of that. And that became my life too. But then once I kind of stepped away from those people as well, I actually wanted to make an effort. Um, and the way that I represented myself by dressing and stuff, um, and that was really important because it also made me feel more confident. Mm. Um, it made me feel more accomplished that I'd gone to effort and things like that. So it's definitely been um, a real journey in the last few years um, for me. And I've had to sift people out that just I still love, but um, I just choose not to be around because it's just not good for my um, my world right now. So, yeah. There's a there's another quote that I love in the book, and uh, it's by Mark Cain, and it says the first step towards success 
is taken when you refuse to be a captive of the environment you first find yourself in. What do you think that means? Mm. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it is a, it's um, such a good quote. I, I totally, I totally agree. Um, look, I think um, because I, I, I've lived a life um, and it included a lot of uh, trauma and a lot of um, hardship and things like that, I think the biggest thing um, for me is that we've got to um, familiarise ourselves with, um, with uh, an environment that um, fulfills us, but also um, we shouldn't, should never settle for familiarising with chaos. Yeah. Um, because chaos doesn't bring good things into our world um, because it's mm. kind of like um, chaos almost reminds me of the word rushing. Mm. Um, so I love that because um, we we need to have a settled environment um, so that we can have the space to reflect, um, the space to grow and all of that. But if we're in the midst of a chaos, I mean, that's a bit harder to do, right? Um, yeah, so it sounds like you had a bit of a, a chaotic situation living in Timaru, which is a city in the south of New Zealand, in the South Island, I mean. So you had to do a bit of a, a change of environments from being in Timaru to moving up to Auckland. Do you think that move to Auckland made a massive difference to your life? Yeah, um, it was... I didn't realize it during my first year in Auckland. In fact, mm. it was really, really difficult. And um, I, I read this book last year when I was going through this season where I felt quite lonely and alone in this big, big city where I'd come from, mm. a city that I kind of everyone knew me, I knew everybody. Mm. Um, and it was called Braving the Wilderness, and it's by Brene Brown. And I w it really, really helped me um, by the end of the year to, to realize that um, – that in the wilderness, like, um, you're going to grow and you're going to flourish. But also, um, I feel like I kind of got stripped of all of the stuff that was mm. feeding into my chaotic environment back home. And it was like a really healthy reset. Um, I go to therapy as well. So it was, I was starting with a new therapist. I was starting with a new group of people who I didn't know anything about. I didn't know their backstories, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. It was actually just a fresh book. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's been really great um, realizing and having that revelation um, because it's allowed me to kind of really reflect on what I need to be in a really good position to grow and to be in the right environment. What kind of, what does my environment look like? Um, and the things that I want to choose to to be in that that are going to fulfill me and the people around me. So when you moved to Auckland, how did you uh, center yourself around people who lifted you up, who supported you, who believed in you, who focused on you moving forward? Mm. Um, how like because you have to set up an environment where it's conducive to. We were talking about the plants, right? Um, the 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 flowers like a flower mm. you get planted in the yeah in the right place with the right soil water um, and sun um, 
uh, lines. Mm. When you were in Auckland, you had a bit of a challenging year, but how did you surround yourself? What did you do to get around a good round of people or good environment? Mm. I think um, I've got I've, I've I'm involved with church, so that was the first thing. Church is uh, all about the community mm-hmm. and the fellowship, and um, kind of supporting one another, um, mm-hmm. and also not um, not kind of championing championing us to go higher um, in a potential um, mm-hmm. and be our true authentic self. So I think being around that was definitely a huge thing, although it was really, really difficult because I'm quite introverted. So mm-hmm. um, I can be quite um, quiet and shy at first, but then kind of once I've come out of my shell a little bit. But I think the biggest thing um, last year was that I learned that I really, really relish and love having quality friends. I'm not so Mm. bothered about the quantity. Um, So that was really important for me. And I think um, also relying on a little bit on my um, really good friends that do, you know, feed me really well um, when it comes to sustenance and nourishment and things like that. Um, you know, obviously my pastors from back home were a big, um, a big, um, hmm. yeah, part of that. And then I had a mentor at, um, at Equippers College where I was studying as well, which was hmm. really significant because she kept me accountable. Um, and I think accountability is one of the biggest things that I've learned um, in the last few years. It's been hmm. a huge, yeah, um, huge growth point for me, but that was great. So that's those are kind of the people that kind of really helped me through that space. So how did so, you yeah. how did you find like it's it's amazing that you have this amazing well it sounds fantastic community in the, your church and the ch- the fact that the church provides amazing sense of belonging, right? We um, we all need a sense of belonging somehow and um, we find it in certain things and sometimes we find belonging in, in, in substance abuse or find it in relationships that are not right. Or um, And so it could be the, 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 the right belo- sense of belonging, but it's actually not healthy for us. Um, it could be um, being so engrossed in your career or being so engrossed in whatever it is that you spend too much time with because you have to actually control how much time you spend doing something and focus your effort to have a balanced time with diff- with, with people who really lift you up. And you mentioned having friends who lift you up and support you. How did you find the right friends or did you find the right friends like when when it comes to finding friendships in your 20s and 30s as a woman it's quite different to how you find friends when you're in your teens and um when you're like seven and you know do you know what I mean and so how do you how do you Mm. form your friendships what do you look for in friendships and how did you how do you sift the let's say the bad apples from the good apples Mm. great question and I love it um I think the biggest thing is um I've always been um a very sensitive person 
and I've always been very, very forgiving. Even if I, um, maybe my mum didn't think that I should have forgiven that person or still yeah. been friends with them. But mm. I, I was, I'm all about looking at the context of their heart, not mm. at the mistakes that they have made. Mm. So I'm kind of like that unconditional loving friend that's going to love you through all the tests and tribulations, mm. um, regardless of um of like it's not my place to judge them it's my it's my place to love them so um that's been mine but not everyone has that same thought so I looked for people with that common context um that looked at the heart rather than the mistakes people have made so like that's how I sifted out a lot of um the bad apples and stuff I I they served me for a season and I served them for a season and maybe I decided to distance myself ever so slowly. I'm not the kind of person to be like, Hey, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Cause this, I would rather just kind mm. of gradually distance myself so that it's just an easier transition. Mm. I still love them. I still check on them. I'm just not around. I choose not to be around them all the time. So, um, that's kind, kind of what it's about. And I, I looked back at like people that, uh, had defined be- me by the choices I had made, especially before I became a Christian, etc. Because, um, yeah, you, mm-hmm. I wasn't a very nice person back then. But um, reflection is a great thing, and so that's kind of how I sifted mm-hmm. them out. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a really um, hard journey because a lot of the, it's it's quite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite confronting when you mm. kind of really think about who your friends are and you try to count them on your hand and you maybe have one or two mm. and you actually thought that you had like 25. Um, so mm. it's all about, yeah, the people that, that understand the context of a heart and mm. how, how we operate. Cause I believe that everybody has a great heart and um, we should never be defined by the mistakes that we make. Um, but we, we must love people and um, we must help sow into their wisdom if we have walked through mm. seasons that they're in as well. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I love what you're saying about um, having different seasons and being friends with some people and that's friendship sometimes often ends um, as you move on to your next uh, phase in life or next season. And it's always been um, quite a fascinating thing for me friendships when it when you're in your 20s and 30s because it's quite a different dynamic when you are that age than when you are a little bit younger perhaps in your 40s and 50s um even more different but we don't know what that's like yet so we won't worry about that just yet um and by the way i just wanted to uh um, <laughs> mention that um for you listening uh, you can catch up on all the uh, previous episodes of season five on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, And you can also give us a review on these places. So you can tell us, you can rate us uh, on a uh, one, two, three, four, five stars and tell us why. And that actually really helps our, um, our podcast and the show in total. You can also find us on Facebook and you can subscribe to our private Facebook discussion group to be able to meet other people who are also serious about talking uh, growth and personal development. And, um, yeah, I also wanted to ask you, who's the number one person that has helped you as a, like an, like a friend or a mentor? Because you mentioned um, 
Brett, you mentioned mentors, friends, yeah, pastors in your previously. Who's the number one person that really has helped you um, become a better version of yourself and helped you to mm. shift that environment um, where you are in the right space to be able to grow and, 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 and sort of blossom Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Um, I want to say God first, but as a per as a person, like a fellow human being, um, yeah. probably my pastor Maya, to be honest, because she's walked mm. with me from uh, the beginning of my salvation to when I left Timaru and went up to Cape, moved up here to study. So. Um, and she's walked me through um, still today. She still will send me um, some wisdom. Um, but yeah. she's been really great at keeping me accountable and just reminding me and um, mm. giving me, to, you know, telling me to give give myself some grace because um, I have a little bit of a perfectionist heart so I can get quite um, critical of myself at times. Yeah. So she's been really great at just keeping me accountable and um just spiritually feeding me good things as well and um, just real talk, you know. It's mm. it's one thing to be able to um, to have a biblical kind of relationship with your pastor, but it's another thing to kind of um, be involved um, and on a personal level as well and just yeah. kind of have real talk about things. Yeah. Um, that's been really imperative for me. And then the second person I've got to say has been my mentor from, from college last year. Yeah. And as hard as it was and um, everything, I mean, she doesn't even realise how much she sewed into my year and how much I've appreciated it Yeah. Um, because it was so profound and exactly what I needed mm. um, and she was exactly the right person to to kind of help me she had a really um nurturing kind of way of approaching me but she also had a really um great way of um keeping me accountable without the kind of like um mm. judgment and the condemnation and everything she yeah. was just so like willing and so open and I love that yeah, those are the two. I have to yeah. pick two, sorry. <laughs> and the, no, I love it. And, you know, I think it's great that you have such testimony about what it means to have a mentor in your life because we often walk in life thinking that we can do things on our own and we can achieve the goals, we can achieve our growth and we can do whatever we want um, by being self-sufficient, right? And that doesn't actually happen. Mm. Uh, and you've just demonstrated um, um, that the power of companionship, the power of mentorship is in fact true and, and, and powerful. It's, it's effective and it, it does help change someone's life. And I agree because I, I love being mentored by people. And I'm always looking for mentors, always looking for mentors. I can never get enough. And I love being a mentor to, to people as well because it, there's such growth and, and rewarding um, aspects that I get by helping someone. And it's such awesome friendship that you form that I don't think that will ever be broken, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it sounds like your your environment has really took a, um, a, a 
took a, a turn for the better in the last few years. What's the number one thing that excites you right now about this season of life? Oh, you know what? Like I'm in a season right now of just restoration and um, and learning to be vulnerable again, but also mm-hmm. learning to um, just uh, – I think I think the biggest thing I'm excited for is to expand my my knowledge um, mm. of theology, but also um, I'm really interested in um, the way that we um, reflect and the way that we, um, as human beings, kind of process information that we're given, um, because every single one of us is just so different. And um, I think I just like I've read a lot of books over the last year about. Um, mainly by Brene Brown because I just yeah. think she's so good. Yeah. Um, what's but, your favourite book, um, by the way? By Ren- I just love what's my favourite book. Yeah, by Brene. Oh, sorry, not Brene. Um, Brene Brown, sorry. Probably, sorry. no, you're right. Um, I Probably Braving the Wilderness has been the most profound for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just been so many golden nuggets and um, – Oh, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, and then The Gifts of Imperfection has been a, another great one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love how she talks about um, being in this, ha- making the decision every day to uh, stand in the arena of courageousness and um, not being a bystander, an audience member watching. And mm-hmm. I just love that idea because um, often, oftentimes we do, we do pick the safe way whether we we should have the yeah. courage to stand alone and um yeah and speak up for the things that we believe in or the things yeah. that are right because you know you you've always got opportunities in your life where something should have been said but you kind of just stood there and watched so that that's been really inspiring for me but mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing I'm just um excited for um is just um to refine more of my craft in writing and and reading and um learning about theology and the way that I research and connect things together because I I did strength finders and Mm. that's really helped me Mm. um in the seasons to come and I know that it's going to be so fruitful as well so yeah yeah yeah. tell us quickly about what strength finders and, and why did it really help you um, so strength finders is a tool that you can use. Um, it gives you, it's a little bit like the Enneagram. What, what, how do you say it? I don't even know how to say it. Um, but it's know. a little bit like the personality testings, it. but except it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it recognizes your strengths. Um, so you do, I can't remember how many questions you do, but it's about $50. Um, and we did it at Bible college last year. And, um, yeah. uh, my first one was, uh, restorative. So fixing what's been broken and making it better than the former condition. And then, uh, the second one was connectedness. So the way I connect things together, the way I connect with people, um, belief, um, so strong faith, um, 
yeah mm. I'm quite grounded in in my beliefs and things like that yeah. um and then my fourth one was responsibility which has a really good side to it but also a side you have to be careful of because yeah. sometimes you can feel a bit too responsible for things mm. and you really t- that kind of really feeds into my perfectionism a little bit um mm. that bad part but yeah uh and then my fifth one was learner so forever forever wanting to learn new things and new skill and um I never want to stop learning Mm. um so strength finders has been a really great way to kind of um see a little bit what my um what the posture of my heart looks like and what my values are aligning with um but also it's just been a really great gauge on um what I ideally want to do with my life um Mm. and how I want to be around people etc because people are such an important part of our worlds um and so that's been really helpful in my connections with people as well Mm. how profound is that I absolutely love it the fact that you took time to look into yourself and get to know who you are and get to discover the good the bad and they're not so good, you know, and the fact that you took time and did this uh, strength finder, and I I absolutely love it because I think we all need to take time and figure out who we are and how good we are and how not so good we are in certain things because that kind of helps steer you, right? It kind of steered you in a good way to the next step and then the next step and then the next step because otherwise you would not be able to be the truest fullest expression of yourself and that is the point of our season and the point mm. of the podcast and I really hope that um, you continue to move forward to whatever it is that you were created to be um, Brett thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your heart with my audience Oh, good. No problem. (laughs) And until next week, take care and God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? If you enjoyed it so much, would you please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts because that would really help get the message out. We also want to continue talking potential with you and discuss it so you can head over to our Facebook private group and keep the conversation going. That is very important in reaching one's fullest potential, which is to listen, to think about your own situation and discuss it with other people on the same page. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Until next week, Hairira.